One of the biggest considerations you need to keep in mind when moving to an unfamiliar or desirable area is the cost of living. Because at the end of the day, even if your pros outweigh your cons, if it's too expensive, it doesn't matter. Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience Podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman. I'll be breaking down the actual cost of living and home affordability in Brighton, Michigan. Let's go. Have you ever gone to the store to buy something and as you walk down the aisles, you instantly regret the drive there as you see the price tags associated with even the most cheap and lowest quality things, but as you make your way over to the good brands made with great quality, the price is just a little more, so you tell yourself to think long term and pull the trigger on that one. If I was asking for people to put their hands up, I bet everyone's would be. Well, in this scenario, Bright Michigan is that good brand. I know that scenario earlier was a little bit cheesy, but the easiest way to describe Brighton, Michigan's cost of living is best by using the phrase, you get what you pay for. And before I go further, I want to let you know I put chapters in this video to let you skip around in case there's one area of curiosity. But I encourage you to hang in there through the whole thing to truly understand not only the cost of living, but home affordability and the projections that follow. To kick this off, I want to start by providing this graph from bestplaces.net to give you an outline of Brighton's overall cost of living. As you can see, the overall is a 111.8 based on 100 being the US average. Housing, transportation, and miscellaneous are all the three categories that drive this overall as high as it is. In terms of housing, this graph shows the city of Brighton's average sale price over the last three years as of February 2022. And the average sale price of home is just over $311,000, which is 21.5% increase from a year ago. At the beginning of 2019, the average sale price was almost $100,000 less than it is today, which is absolutely insane. I know it probably seems normal from all the headlines out there, but there was a time not too long ago where people were excited when their homes appraised after a refinance for ten dollars to $20,000 more than what they bought it for years later. Lucky. Another notable graph to take a look at is the Days on Market, or DOM which is simply the amount of days the home has been on the market before selling. And for those of you listening instead of watching, the graph for the days on market in Brighton is anything but consistent. As you can see, the entire MLS fluctuating slightly, but Brighton is all over the place. You may be wondering, why is Brighton's graph increasing when the entire MLS's graph is decreasing as we get closer to present day? And there's a couple reasons for that. I've mentioned this before, but I don't see or hear about it anywhere else, and that's seller's greed. All you hear about is this market is what it is because the buyers are willing to buy, but for the homes that aren't being sold in minutes or hours, they sit on the market. Brighton is a desirable place, there's no doubt about it. The location couldn't be any better. The downtown is unlike any other. It's clean, it's well taken care of, and has amazing schools. Homeowners know that, and they want to push their list price as high as they can because they know someone will look past finances long enough to capitalize on a house in Brighton. That's the first reason. The second reason is the sale process being prolonged. Maybe the buyer is in over their head and is taking a while to figure out how to buy the place. Maybe the house is very messed up and there's contractors involved. 
or maybe they're stalling to the process for other reasons. Maybe there's home contingencies or whatever it may be. There's no saying for sure unless you're one of the parties involved. The stats don't lie and in hardly a year's time, 20 additional days have been tacked onto the average. The last graph I wanna to touch on is the average percent of list price. This graph shows based on the list price of a home, how much of that price it actually sold at. Brighton averaged a 102% over the list price with a 3.2% increase over the last year. If you think about it, this graph is almost a contradiction to the reasoning of the increase in days on market I mentioned earlier. But in terms of buyer behavior, it makes sense. Let me explain. If these graphs were a story, this is how they would read. A buyer schedules a showing on a home, doesn't like it, thinks it's too expensive, then continues with other homes, putting in offers, losing out on them, then they just reach this discouragement stage where they just settle. They turn right back around, go to that first house no one wanted that was too expensive for what it was and put in an Atlas price offer. And the rest is history. I promise you I'm not making this up. I've seen it more times than I'd like to admit because at the end of the day, we all need a place to live and sellers would almost rather keep the house on the market than sell it with an under ask offer. Sorry if I just beat a dead horse going off on this tangent, but I figured it would be some valuable insight to see what's actually happening versus what people want you to think is happening and what the headlines are reading. In terms of other costs driving the average, transportation is higher because Michigan's car insurance is higher and structured differently than most states. In terms of miscellaneous, this category is going up in most states due to the price of goods supply delays, and labor shortages. Taking those same categories and putting them in comparison with the well-known cities around the nation most people tend to move from, such as Washington, San Francisco, Miami, Chicago, Boston, and New York. Salary.com states that if you move from San Francisco to Brighton, your cost of living will be 79.9% less. From Washington, 49.9% less. Miami, 5.4% less. Chicago, 8.8% less. Boston, 44.8% less. And last but not least, New York, 74.2% less. I know those are just percentages, but whip out the calculator and see the potential savings before your eyes. Lastly, I want to compare a few items you pay for on a regular basis, such as grocery items and gas, just to give you a better perspective outside of averages. Bread, frozen meals, alcohol, pop, milk, cereal, and gas are all common items, and in most cases, wherever you live, you have a general idea of how much these items are. Taking the averages from three grocery stores in Brighton, Kroger, Meyer, and Bush's, bread will range from 99 cents to $2.50 for the cheapest. Yes, you can literally get a loaf of bread at Meyer for 99 cents. As far as frozen meals, I'll base this on frozen pizzas because we all know that's common no matter where you are. A DiGiorno at Meyer and Kroger will be about $6.49 and at Bush's they are $6.99. For alcohol, I'll touch on beer. A six pack of beer, since Bud Light is the top seller in the US, I figured I'd reference that. At Kroger, Meyer and Bush's, it's about $6.49 to $6.99. Jumping on over to pop, or soda as every other state calls it. A single bottle is roughly $1.99 and a 12 pack of cans will be around $5.99 plus a deposit of 10 cents per can that is returnable if you recycle them afterward, of course. 
A traditional gallon of milk averages $2.69 and a box of cereal can be $2.49 to $5.49 depending on if you get the good brand, bigger size, or just the no-name store brand. Last but not least, the gas prices. Right now at the time of recording this, there has been a lot of recent factors that have influenced the increase in gas prices. Based on today's averages, regular gas is about $4.10 a gallon. Mid-grade is $4.58 a gallon, premium is $4.87, and diesel is $4.91 a gallon. The highest regular gas price recorded by Gas Buddy in Michigan supposedly was $4.26 a gallon in May of 2011. That sums up the cost of living in Brighton, Michigan. If you're serious about the Brighton area, I will link a few videos I created over the years about this fine city just to expand your knowledge. If you have any questions or would like to know the cost of living for other areas in a similar format to this one, please don't hesitate to text, call, or email anytime. I'm always happy to be a local resource. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would, follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on. I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.